If you see Paul W. Smith on I-94 this morning, please move to the right. He may be running a few minutes late. It's the pre-W. Smith show with Jeff Sloan on 760 WJR. All right, welcome back. If you do see Paul W. this morning on the expressway, he's he's out on vacation this week. We've got Jim Harper, Marie Osborne filling in for him. And uh, so if you see him out there, he's running for a cup of coffee, maybe maybe for a donut or a bagel in the morning. But I'll tell you what, Paul's uh, enjoying a much-deserved vacation this week, and we're so happy to have Marie and Jim filling in for him so capably. All right, we're on the Pre-W. Smith Show right now, leading up to the Paul W. Show in the next hour. Before we go to that next hour, got a little more work to do right here on the Pre-W. Smith Show. And one of the things we want to deliver to you is an understanding of how the startup ecosystem works, in particular and specifically as it relates to how these companies get funded, that critical funding to get them launched and off the ground. And startups are so critical to our local, regional, and national economy. You know, small business now, 51% of the GDP, 75% of all new jobs. You know, there's various statistics created by small business, just fundamentally critical. How about this one? 99% of all employers in this country, small business. So we need to get these companies started in order to have a vibrant economy, especially in this economy, and especially heading into a job market where there may be some headwinds. People are going to be turning to startup business. They need to be able to source funding to get started. So how do they do it? Well, you know, you hear terms like venture capital. That's for growth capital. That happens later. Uh, bank loan, maybe, from a local bank. Come on. You can't go get a bank loan if you're just starting a, a new startup, right? That's not an easy thing to do unless you personally guarantee it or something to that effect. So how do you do it? You do it with angel funding. Angel funding. Wealthy individuals investing directly into these companies in exchange for equity. How does that happen? Well, it happens best if you join an angel group, as they're known, and you invest as part of a group, you guys get together, you hear the pitches, you discuss it, you debate it, you figure out which companies to put the money into, and you invest as a group. But each guy makes his own individual decision, not a fund manager, on whether or not to put his or her hard-earned money into that given company. So got a guy who's uh, making this market here in angel funding here in the state of Michigan, so critically important, Duran York. You've got it going on as it relates to the Birmingham Angels making important investments, exciting investments into startup companies in this region. Duran, paint the picture for us of angel investing generally here in the state of Michigan. For the angel investor, for the early stage, that's the opportunity. Why? Because we invest in companies that technically not going to be impacted by the economy that much because they're just starting. That's one. Two, the valuation and the deals become much more reasonable. If we get now uh, and the deals and we wait two or three years until the economy stabilized, we get a lot of upside. Let's talk about where angel funding really fits importantly in the continuum. You know, when you're just getting started, you might drain your bank account a bit. You might go friends and family. You might go the credit card route. Not necessarily that we support any of that. But when you've got an idea that is validated at some meaningful level uh, and, and people can look at it and find it compelling as an investment opportunity, that's when you can source angel funding. And those are wealthy individuals who've had success in their lives. By definition, inherently, they have cash, cash that they want to deploy and invest, and they're willing to swing for the fences and take some shots. So even though this is a tough economy, there's a lot of cash sitting on the sidelines that now, because the public markets are down, investment opportunities generally are down, here's a shot to make some real money. Right. I mean, if you talk to a lot of wealth managers and money managers all across the board, people pulling a lot of money on the stock market and sitting on cash positions right now. 
And again, there's not too many alternatives. A lot of wealth managers struggle even to capital preservation for the clients. Real estate market is very difficult because the cost of materials and labor shortages and all that stuff. So it's become difficult. We don't suggest you take all the money, put it in angel investing, but apply the 80-20 rules. Take 20% of your money, put it there, wait two or three years. You will get much better ahead of when the, the economy is coming out of the flunk than if you just sit in cash. And your organization does a couple of really important things. One, you source the deals. It's hard for angels to go out and source deals. And even if you can source them too, how do you vet them? How do I know I'm going to put my money in a sound deal? Is there really an opportunity here? So you help do all of that. You make the recommendations and then you pull the groups together and rally all the funds, which is great for the angel investors and really great for the companies looking for the capital. You fill in a really important role. Yeah, we call it follow the money. So we prefer to invest in deals that come from other investors because we already have the confidence that they did some work to put the money in. So you're right. I mean, before the pandemic hit, the ratio was like 300 to one. You look at 300 deals, pick one. In today's world, it's like 700 to one. So my partner and I, since January 4th of this year, look at 765 companies. In early stage investing, we have a model in the spirit of Detroit. We say, we look in the, in the driver, look at the car and look at the race. 70% of the decision in early stage investing is betting on the founder and the driver. There's a, a series in Netflix called Formula One Drive to Survive. Anybody should watch it. All the team managers at the end of the day, I have the best car, the best technology, the best crew, the best sponsors. I don't have the right driver. I don't win races. So we betting on a driver. We ask ourselves the question, can we believe that this guy can drive, he or she? Can they drive the company? If we don't think they're drivers, they don't have driver personalities, we're not going to invest. I don't want to have a parking lot full of cars. I want to have, you know, pull of drivers. Yeah. That person really has to drive the company forward every day. Get right. out there and slug it out. Be creative enough to see the vision. Be capable enough to execute the plan. And then be, you know, enough salesperson and everything else to command and to be able to pitch and get key partners on board, key investors on board, key accounts on board early on and make this thing go. That's a rare person that can do all of that. Yeah, it is. I mean, we, people keep asking me again and again, what is the trades you're looking for? So we're looking for confidence, not arrogance. We're looking at somebody that aggressive but not reckless. Somebody that understand, uh, you know, when to take the turn, when not to take the turn, when to slow down, when to speed up. Somebody that's financially responsible. So you can say that they can squeeze the juice out of the lemon and, you know, they're not going to burn my money for no reason. Especially with young people, we need some, some maturity, like uh, emotionally mature people, and it's hard to find in young people. Somebody that's solid, mature, don't have any ego, willing to be open to feedback, willing to listen. Angels are called angels because their capital tends to be more patient, and it tends to be more valuable than just the value of the dollar they put into the company. They bring a Rolodex of context. They bring a desire to help, a willingness to help actually a lot of angel investors become angel investors because they want to be involved to the extent that you want or need their involvement yeah, as they, an entrepreneur. Yeah, they, they what we call smart money, the people that want to leverage knowledge, expertise, and capital. So they want to be active. They want to be involved. They want to help. Right. You know. It's more of company crafting, business building. It's more of the blocking and tackling and fundamentals. Well, let's build a great business together. Angel capital is also critically important because as a business, as a startup, you don't have to have necessarily revenue already coming in. You have to have, obviously, a good revenue model. The business has to make sense. Listen, Jeff, we invest in a lot of uh, pre-revenue companies. They're not even in the market yet. We're not necessarily, you know, VC looking for traction, revenue, customers. 
We don't. We, we're betting on a driver and say, okay, they got, they got great strategy and we know where they're going. Just give you one highlight, a company in Michigan called uh, Line Leap from uh, Lansing. Two college students started the company. All the engineers said, yeah, they're too young. They're not. But they were so solid and they knew exactly what they're doing and we decided to take the bet on them. In 2020, in the pandemic hit, they did about $80,000 in revenue. This year, they're going to reach thirty-five. I mean, it's, it's insane. Again, we bet on a driver. And it's a great way for successful business people to spend their time. If you love business, if you love the hunt, if you love the game, it's a great way to be involved. I mean, we, we know one investor we both know, we don't mention the name, that uh, he came from a family business, like a meat and potatoes kind of business, and he started participating, and he said, I feel young again. I'm in the cutting edge of technology. I see things that I can't sleep at night from excitement. And he just investing massive amount of money because he said, it's going to give me a new lease on life. What, what's my alternative? Retirement? Yeah. You know, you guys have these pitch nights. You get together, you get to rub elbows with other successful business people, colleagues, peers right. of yours. And then you get to hear these dynamic, forward-thinking, visionary entrepreneurs with a passion to achieve what they want to achieve with these, you know, many of them with great ideas. And it's exciting. You're on the leading edge, the cutting edge. One of the side benefits of being in the angel space is that when I go to social events with family, friends, and all this stuff, sometimes I talk about things because we see the technology before it become mainstream. We see what's coming in the pipeline. We know what changes are going to happen in the world, and people are going to look at you. What are you talking about? We, we, we see those companies. We know the change is coming. So we, kinda, we can see life unfolding by supporting those companies to really make those changes. And it's just, it, I can't imagine being in any other business. It's just a really dynamic, fast-paced, exciting kind of thing to be involved with. And you're putting your good, hard-earned money and your experience base to work in ways that you can help your own money grow. You can influence the outcome right. uh, of your investment and contribute to it. It's very, very exciting. Deron York, founding member and president of Birmingham Angels Group. We really appreciate you being on and helping us understand what's going on in the Michigan Angel Investment Community, a community that's critical to supporting startups in the state of Michigan. All right, we're going to run to a quick break. Back with more in a minute right here on the Pre-W Smith Show. 